Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing taxes, but not the taxes that you think of that first come to your mind. Today we're going to talk about taxes that are not necessarily called taxes. So Mike, this was your idea. Where did where did this come from? I was listening to another podcast. It's a friend of ours, and uh, he has a podcast called The Rational Reminder. And anyone who likes to dive deep into things, it's probably the best po- one of the best podcasts I've heard on finance. And uh, they had a guest on uh, Don uh, Ezra, and he brought up a point that I never even thought of, and I thought it was genius. He talked about low interest rates and artificial low interest rates. And what he said is the government continued to keep interest rates artificially low when they sh- lower when they should be raising them is essentially the same as a tax for the government. Because when you, you should be out able to buy a government bond now and get three 3% return or 4% return, because they've artificially kept those rates down to 1%, that's less money that the, the government has to pay out to any bondholders. And it's the same way as charging extra tax uh, to the people would be paying them less interest on the bonds they've issued. So it got me thinking, there are a lot of things out there that are actually the same as tax. They just don't put the term tax on them. So what are some other examples you can think of? Well, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is is vehicle licenses and registration. You know, your example, you're, you've got a ton of toys like that. I got three cars, three motorcycles, two snowmobiles, and a boat. <laughs> and they all require a license. They all require a license. You should see me at uh, Service Ontario. <laughs> My bill is like a thousand bucks when I go in there. And so that's an example of a registration fee. It gives you permission to drive on the roads and things like that. But it's a tax. Yeah, you think and, your income tax would pay it, but no, no, this is a separate tax to cover that. And, and the more toys you have, the more of these so-called non-taxes you pay. Another example would be, you know, when you're on the road, if you happen to be speeding and you get a ticket, well, you could view that as a tax. Remember, Rob, there are no quotas. <laughs> there are no quotas, which may explain while driving down from the cottage today, I passed five police checks pulling speeders over. Five of them. Yeah. So tell me there's not a quota today. What's today? July 20th, July 21st? Getting closer to the end of the month. Right. <laughs> Wait till August 1st weekend. What else, Mike? So other ones they have. I always found probate fees was interesting because I did some research on it a few years ago. And there was a bit of battle whether it's now called, it is called sometimes an estate administration tax. But there was a bit of an argument because there was the argument whether it was a fee or a tax. Now, the argument with saying it's a fee, a fee should not be a percentage of the assets. Because if it was a fee to just administer the paperwork they're doing, if you have a $10 million estate, it shouldn't be $150,000 compared to some with a small estate that would be you know, $5,000 because the same amount of work. So that was the argument for why it should be a tax rather than fee because there's a percentage of assets not based on the effort required inside that. And the argument for it not being a tax was, I believe at the time, it didn't go through the right government processes to be brought in as a new tax. I think there's certain things that have to be passed through different legislations to get it count as a tax. So it was always up in the air. But uh, the latest I checked, they called it the estate administration tax. 
What's interesting about it, and we've discussed this in a previous podcast, is how different it is in each of the provinces. Some provinces have no probate fees. Quebec is nothing, right? Right. Some have flat fees, completely flat. Ontario is actually pretty expensive at 1.5%. Yep. Another one that comes to mind is the whole grade 13. So, you know, I went to grade 13. None of my kids went to grade 13. But I did, well, I happened to do a four-year university program. Most students at the time did a three-year program. You got a bachelor's in three years. Three years. That's all it took. Now it's changed. You finish in grade 12 and you've got four years of university ahead. So think about this. High school, you can go to a government-paid high school and it doesn't cost you anything. University, not so lucky. You have to pay the annual dues. Yeah. When I talk to my kids now, I always say how great grade 13 was. I thought it was just a great step for entering into, I thought it was a great stepping stone between when you're in high school to university. You had more freedom, uh, you're a bit more serious, and it, it made you very well prepared. But I guess with everything, they come to an end. So that was a big shift. If you think of that money used to come out of the government, and now it's the responsibility of those who want an edu- a good education. Yeah. Not to mention that the price of specialty schools has changed, like business school, law school, any of those. The price of those have gone up tremendously over the last uh, 15 years. They've tried to keep tuition under control where it was more of an inflationary. But what they did is they tacked on all the specialty schools where now they're three or four times as much. Yeah. What about mail delivery? Think that's a tax? That's all of our favorites, isn't it? <laughs> did Canada ever have it where they had Saturday delivery? Not that I remember. The states did. It was funny because I remember it was odd when it, I remember uh, getting mail on Saturdays in Canada. Yeah, they had no Saturday delivery. But when they moved to these uh, super boxes, it was a tremendous change around. You used to pay for a letter to be delivered to your door. Now it's delivered about five blocks away from your home. And the whole thing was never about, you know, Canada Post making a profit. I'm not sure whether Canada Post has ever made a profit. So I, I don't know. You know, it should be one of those things that probably shouldn't have been that expensive. And yet it just keeps going up and up and up. And what's happened today, as we've discussed before, is people are moving away from mail completely. Yeah. Because it's not a good system. And anything you have to do that's, I had to send something that needed a signature the other day through Canada Post. It's a fortune. It costs you $30, $40 to get a signature in a letter. So it's gotten pricey. Now, luckily, I don't have to pay the next one. Because I have an electric car. But what about you? I have a forerunner. It eats gas. So yeah, every time uh, it's funny now, it's a bit of a pain because when I fill up, it goes over that $100 limit. So it stops me at $100. (laughs) And I still don't have a full tank of gas. That's crazy. So the carbon tax and everything that have come on it, I can't remember, but I've looked at uh, the pumps all give you that one breakdown of how much goes to tax. And it's a, it's a, insane amount that goes to tax on uh, gasoline. Very little is the cost of the gas itself. Then we go to the next ones, which, you know, both of us enjoy. The liquor, well, uh, more the liquor than the tobacco tax. I used to be a smoker, but I gave that up 40 years ago. This is the vice tax, right? Exactly. So what what is it on cigarettes? Cigar- cigarettes, I was just asking someone the other day that smoked, because I don't even know anyone that smokes anymore, but I said, how much is a pack? And I said, well, this one was 17 There's somewhere between 17 and $20 for a pack of smokes. Didn't is... you used to be able to get like a carton of cigarettes for that price? I thought so. 
it, you know, it's, uh, but the price is $20 for a pack of smokes. It's, I guess that's getting close to a buck a cigarette or something ridiculous. And where is that most of that $20 going? It's going to the government. Yeah, it goes straight to the government. Then you get into alcohol. And alcohol, you know, we have a place in Florida and every now and we'll go down there and you buy a 60-ounce bottle of vodka and it's $12. And so this is where you begin to really see where the tax is in Canada. And it's $60 up here. Yeah. Air travel is another one, and that's a more recent one. Often now we have to pay, especially in Toronto, for taxes for them to be able to land in Toronto. So somehow, maybe the government was supporting that before, and now they've passed it on to the travelers, which is passing it on to mostly Canadian citizens. Some of these airlines offer, they show the prices before taxes. And sometimes you get flights, they look like they're $20. But by the time you get in the flight, it's $200 when they add the taxes on. Another one we don't talk enough about is property taxes. So, you know, both of us have a, a home and, a, and a, a vacation property, and we pay taxes on both. Um, the home, I, I can justify a little bit more. I get, you know, garbage delivery, and they keep the streets clean, and they shovel the driveway, or not the driveway, but the sidewalk anyways. There's at least some value in that. When we get up north, I don't get much in the way of service. Yeah, you can pay $8,000. I live on an unserviced dirt road and uh, bring my garbage to the dump. So, yeah, you, you don't get uh, near as much, and I have no kids. And, and that's school. only two months. Like, the garbage to the dump yeah. is only two months a year. And they charge you extra if I'm allowed uh, three bags. If I go beyond three bags in a week, I got to pay. So we have a, a garbage uh, – so we have pickup during the summer once a week on Wednesdays. And then, but we're only allowed, again, that two bags. I think we're allowed two bags. So for over the two bags, I drive to the dump. Now, luckily for me, it's very close. But when you get there, there's a guy in the booth, and he wants to know everything you've got. And if you don't have, if you've got things that aren't household garbage or recycling, he wants you to pay up. Yeah. You know, if you're dropping off a mattress, uh, God forbid you're dropping off tires or electrical. All of that stuff costs money. So you have to sort it. Some And and the other thing, they, they collect the empties now, but I guess that goes to the Lions Club. But you have to, typically, I'd say one out of every three times I go to the dump, I got to pay. Yeah. I took a, I knocked out a stoked fireplace once and brought in some of the rubble. I had five trailer loads. I brought in the first trailer load and they wanted $400 or $500 to dump a trailer load. The rest of them buried in my backyard. I dug it, had someone dig a hole, bury it all there. Which isn't good, right? <laughs> no, not, not necessarily. Not I mean, at least it's it's so on. Um, another one we don't talk about, air conditioning tax. Okay, so, you know, if you get air conditioned in your car, you're going to pay an extra tax. Yep. On the same thing on cars, you ever bought new tires? They, they charge a disposal fee for your is, tires. Is it $50 a tire or something like that? It's a It's a big number. I forget what, it might be 15. I don't think it's 50, but it, it is a reasonable amount per tire. Which is why you see tires left on the side of the road. Yeah. Right? And no one wants to pay the fee to return it. I went to Costco last week, bought a TV. Guess what I had to pay? <laughs> There's a tax to dispose of your TV. Even though you're not yeah. disposing of your TV, even though I'm going to keep that TV, I still have to pay for the disposal fee on the TV because I bought a new one. Now, real estate's been a hot subject lately. Lots of houses selling, lots of cottages, vacation properties. The market's on fire in this country. And every time one of those transactions takes place, there's something called a land transfer tax. And it is not cheap. It's based on municipalities, isn't it? It is. 
And so it can be very different depending on where you are. And again, this is a way that municipalities can collect extra money, especially if they see a hot market. And if you think about it, well, why are they collecting a tax just because someone changed ownership on a house? I mean, I could see an admin fee of a couple hundred dollars. I can't see a percentage fee the way it works. It's too much. What else? Luxury goods. This is more recent. This is where, and, and again, no one feels sorry for these people paying tax, but if you've got a plane, if you've got a, 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 a boat or an expensive car, there's now luxury taxes on all of those things. And those are going to keep going up based on some of the discussions that are going on in the government today. They're starting to look at maybe a wealth tax where if an individual had more than $10 million, they would just put a tax on them. And maybe it's a one time or maybe it's every year. So it, it's going to be interesting how that starts to play out. But that seems to be the what everyone's getting excited about is this, this tax over $10 million of net worth. So I guess what we're finding out is tax doesn't really end at just income tax and HST, right? There's a lot more to tax than you realize. And if you look, you know, the government that we have in place in this country today, they seem to think that money is their own money, the way they spend it. And hopefully there'll be a change, maybe even this fall, but who knows? And it's not going down anytime soon. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.